It's time for another episode of Rainmaker for Contractors. Interviews and success stories with million-dollar-plus basement waterproofing and foundation repair owners. Discover how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your industry. With your host and Rainmaker for Contractors owner, Bill Crawford. Hey, welcome everybody to the very first podcast of Rainmaker for Contractors. I'm so glad that you have joined us this morning. Today we have a special guest, John Bryant. John, let me ask you to introduce yourself and tell us about you and your company and maybe how long you've been in the business. Thank you, Bill. My name is John Bryant. I've been in the waterproofing industry almost 34 years, long journey. I have a company called AquaGuard Waterproofing, which has been in the uh, Maryland, D.C., Northern Virginia. Actually, this is our 30th year in business. 30 years. Holy cow. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. When you're in the home, how do you position you and your company differently than everybody else in the eyes of the customer? Great question, Bill. First and foremost, we really stress that we've been in business 30 years And that's so important to the consumer because everybody in our industry offers a lifetime warranty and the warranty is only good based on the company that stands behind it. And we really focus on not only the years of experience, but also that we do not offer a cookie cutter approach to every solution. We offer sometimes inside solutions. We sometimes offer outside solutions. Essentially, we fit the needs of the home with the system. It makes sense. Very trustworthy. You know, I've been in the industry for what, 25 years or so. And you and I have seen many, many companies kind of come and go. So if you have a warranty and a company that company that stands behind the warranty, that's, you know, that's the way to go for sure. Mm-hmm. It means something. Yes. Hey, yes. with all of your really vast sales experience and expertise, I'd love to ask you, you know, several questions about sales. I think our listeners would really benefit from that. First of all, let me just start with a super basic question, which you know we haven't discussed. Why do you like sales? What draws you to sales? How does it energize you? I started in sales right out of college. I was in the brokerage field, essentially cold calling back in the 80s. And you know, I started there. I loved it. I've always kind of been attracted to it. My friends always laugh from high school because they said I was essentially destined for it, I guess. But um, more importantly, it's a new adventure every day. One day I was in a home with family of 20. (laughs) The next day, I'm in a home with a 92-year-old woman who's uh, telling me about, you know, her experiences during the World War II and, you know, all the different things that she experienced over her life. So the nice thing about sales is not only do you get to help people, but you really get to learn about different people in different places. So true. Absolutely. Love that. And it's my understanding that you believe in like a systematic step-by-step sales presentation. Why do you believe that? And what do you see the benefit of that? Over the years, not only have I uh, done waterproofing, I've also done a lot of consulting. So I look at other companies and other industries, and I've always found the most successful ones have a sales culture and have a plan. And If you don't have a set way you go about things that makes you successful, you're kind of walking around in the dark without a flashlight. So, you know, one of the most important things I believe for a successful 
waterproofing company or any company out there is having a proven successful path and a training that's, you know, showing that new person or that person that's been with you for years how to do it and how to stay on that path and not get off it. Because a lot of times us as salesmen, we're lazy. So we sometimes start leaving little things out and that's where usually a slump starts. For sure. I love that answer. You know, I'm a believer in, in habits and routines. And if, if you go A to Z every time, I really think you're you're best serving the customer. You're not going to skip steps. And I love what you just said about human nature from it's truly a sales manager's observation, you know, because we like to take the path of least resistance. And if we think the homeowner is throwing something that looks like an objection, gee, why should we exert the energy when there's a faster way to get out of the house? Because they're not going to buy anyway, right? But that's not our job. Our job is really to, to serve the customer. So that's great. And I can't imagine how many sales that you've put together. Why do you think people ultimately buy from, say, you and from AquaGuard? I've been saying this for as long as I've been in the industry. People buy from you first, the company second, and the product third. And I don't mean to minimize a product, but people want to buy from people they like. And one of the things we stress here with our inspectors at AquaGuard is you're not in there just to fix their problem. You're also there to treat them like a human being and most importantly, like a family member. What would you do if you were in your parents' house? How would you approach that situation? And we really stress to all of our inspectors, treat them like a family member. And I believe that's one of the main reasons why we're so successful and we're the number one waterproofing company in the DMV, which nice. is Maryland, D.C., Virginia. For Yeah, all outsiders don't know that language. Yeah, <laughs> we go by D.C. Yeah. All right. And so you said people buy from people they like. I like that you said uh, we try to treat people like family members. It's a beautiful thing. I'm guessing you're one of these companies that firmly believe if, if you see an old customer on the sidewalk, you're not going to run to the other side of the street and try to avoid them. But, uh, you're probably going to check up on them and say, hey, how's the job holding up? How can we help you? Absolutely. That's, that's sweet. That's a good thing. So do you have a, one of your favorite sales stories that you could share with us? Maybe a customer that, that your waterproofing system really tremendously helped them and, and helped them as a family, maybe created a healthier environment and maybe even, I'll, I won't fill in the blank. I'll let you run with that. What's one of your favorite stories that you put together? Boy, it's a lot of them, but... Uh... Let me think that one out here. Probably, as crazy as it seems, one of my first sales I ever did in the industry, essentially, was I I went to this house and I was always trained to never prejudge, never prejudge. And I met with this lady and her father. The mother just passed away about maybe a month before I was there. And they were selling the house. They were moving down to Florida and they were giving me every objection possible. And most of it was because they were still in the grieving mode with mm-hmm. the mom. And it was eerie that the mom's wheelchair was still sitting in the kitchen. And, I, you know, it was a little a little disheartening. But, you know, I, I explained to them exactly what uh, needs to be done and why it needs to be done and how important it is to get the basement dry and, and healthy before they sell the house. Eventually, the father, who I didn't know was paying for it, 
looked at the daughter and said, I trust him. I want him to do it. Mm. This is the company for us, dear. And we fixed the problem. They sold the house quickly. To this day, I still get letters from them thanking me. And they've probably referred me over 50 people. Wow. Years. And, you know, that one probably stands out in my mind more than anything else, because there's a lot of things going on in that house that day. And a lot of it was sadness. But mm. uh, we got through it. We helped them. We solved their need. And of all the ones that I've ever done, I always revert back to that one. It always puts a smile on my face. I love that. That's awesome. You know, there's several components of that. One of the things that I'm I'm picking up, if you would have bought into the initial objections, you probably would have let that lead. But you just kind of hung in there. And when you say the father-in-law stepped in, you know, I trust this guy. That And that, that kind of pushed him over the line. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. Let me ask you, I've heard this line, sales is a transfer of beliefs. How important do you think it is for a sales rep to really have the conviction that what they're selling really makes a difference in people's lives? Yeah, I think that's the core uh, component any waterproofing sales rep needs. You know, selling is a transferable belief. You got to believe in what you're selling because once you believe it, that attitude alone will transfer to the client. I always ask sales reps when I'm doing trainings and things, who has a wet basement? And the sales reps that have a wet basement and don't fix it and try to sell waterproofing, I think is a contradiction. So, uh, you know, and I've seen that happen before. Belief in what you're selling is so important. And I believe that is the first hurdle you have to overcome before you're successful. Mm. Well said. Hey, you know, can't deny 2020 has been a, a rough year with, with COVID and everything. So many companies have had to adapt. And a lot of times, you know, there's not the rule book. There's no expert saying like, hey, do these things and it's solve all your problems. What have you done to adapt to these times, whether it's the sales reps in the home or how you do the work or anything else like that? Yeah, 2020 has been a uh, challenge. But, you know, I always look at a challenge as an opportunity. And as other companies in our markets and other markets look for the reason why not, we look for the reason why. Nice. With COVID, it's all about health, and it's all about healthy environments. And one of the most unhealthy environments in a home is a wet or damp basement, because whatever comes from the basement comes up through the rest of the house, essentially called the stack effect. So first and foremost, our inspectors go out and you know educate the consumer to let them know we understand, we feel for your hesitance with COVID, but at the same time, this is probably one of the most important home improvements to do during this time because it's all about airflow and healthy airflow. And uh, a wet basement is not going to fix itself. And, uh, you know, inspectors make sure we use all the uh, CDC guidelines and we take the customer's hesitancy and fearfulness into account because we do go out to some homes and they don't want to meet with us. They just want us to go down into the basement and do our report. And, you know, we take that into account. I'll tell you one thing that had a serious uptick this year is electronic contracts. It's probably gone up about at least 50 to 60 percent, you know, essentially DocuSign contracts. So 
for the contractors out there that don't do that, you're missing the boat on COVID because people absolutely love that you can just send them the contract via email and they can sign it back without any physical contact. Wow. Let me unpack that a little bit. So are you doing electronic signatures in the home with the rep or is this more after the rep is left or both? Both. Okay. Sometimes we send them a proposal out, then they'll send us an email. Yes, AquaGuard, I'd like to proceed with the work. We send them out a an agreement, which they can just point and click and send it back to us. And I've done that for years. We've done that for years. But this year, with all the uh, changes that are going on, people are really taking advantage of it. And, and I have customers that absolutely are happy that we're doing it. Nice. And anything specific you, you're doing differently, you know, obviously your reps wear masks. Do your reps wear gloves? Is, is there any other? So you mentioned uh, kind of going into the basement. You realize some people maybe don't want to hang out with you as much going into the basement. Are there any other kind of really specific things that you're doing or any even any words that you're saying differently in a home with COVID going on? We have a form that we show a customer. Sometimes they take it, sometimes they don't. They're showing how we're conforming to all the guidelines of the you know COVID and the pandemic. A lot of times, a lot of my reps also have tables and chairs. So if someone doesn't want to come into the house, we can open up a, one of those uh, fold tables in the garage or in the backyard. And uh, we have six foot tables. So we have them at one side, us at the other. And, uh, you know, that really has um, made the customers more relaxed and, uh, We've had a lot of compliments about that as well. That's awesome. That's a great idea. I love that. Hey, you've had a ton of sales management experience as well. Let me ask you a question too about that. In your experience with sales management, what really helps a rep? Like when you have a newer rep, what's going to help them to be a, you know, a high achiever? And what role does the sales manager play in that? Great question. I believe it's one of the most important things for the development of a new rep. So many companies out there just give them a presentation manual or a laptop, and in their mind, they're a salesman they can sell. I think that's one of the most incorrect ways to bring someone on. It's all about help, teaching the sales culture, going through the trial and error. And you know, when we bring a new sales rep in, we put them through a training, but we have constant contact with them on a daily basis. And we go through the trials and errors. And that happens with a new rep all the way to a rep. My oldest rep here has uh, been with me 18 years. I still talk to him on a daily basis. And we go through uh, game planning and what went wrong the night before and how you can get better. And, you know, it's just that relationship you have with every one of your sales reps. So many of us want to go the easy way and say, oh, I'll talk to him once a week, twice a week. I believe at least daily, if not three, four times a week, should be the minimum communication with your team. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you guys send, um, you ever use texting or Slack or anything with your sales force? I got a lot of old school guys, so no. <laughs> pagers then, right? Texting, texting, pagers. yes. <laughs> texting, no, they don't have pagers. Those days okay. are old. Uh, you got rid of those last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah, exactly. Right. At least with most of them. But, <laughs> but you know, we text. Some use email, you know, we, we have our sales meetings, of course, but, um, you know, we haven't gone to that next level yet, but uh, 
I guess the best way to put it is we're still texting. And a lot of times, one of the most important things I believe with that communication is when one rep sells, he texts or she texts out to the rest of the group and everybody as a whole pushes them to succeed because they just saw one of their fellow teammates succeed. And that's a big deal that we've been doing for years. Nice. That's awesome. How about sales meetings? Do you do sales meetings? And if so, what would you say? What's the theme of them? Are they more motivational? Are they more educational? Is it training? What If I was sitting in one of your meetings, what would it feel like? Our sales meetings have different components to it. Of course, the first thing we do is we go over um, attaboy the day or a great example of some way we help the homeowner. We always kind of start the meeting with that. Then we go over some service issues. I always have the service manager come to me the day before and go over some things that we can work better on when we're submitting new business. Also some new technology or new ways we approach things. Also, I'll bring this head production manager in a lot of times and he'll go over some technical information. And then we get into a part of the presentation. Every week we talk about a certain part of the presentation. If it's A to Z, we might go over B this week, D next week, you know, X, Y, Z the next week. And then last but not least, we go over some closing on how we can better suit the customer and how to get them to actually want to fix the problem, want to fix the problem now. Because I find a lot of times when a homeowner puts this type of service off, they're calling you back during the next round when the basement floods again. So our sales meetings have different components to it, but we're pretty consistent week in and week out. Got it. Do you have any tips for uh, sales reps, whether they're new to the industry or long time, like any, any habits, routines that are a little, yeah, whether it's a mindset or a book or what comes to mind for tips for sales reps? First and foremost, work on yourself. Always read, or if you're not a reader, listen to audibles. Audibles are very easy. You can listen to them in the car, but you got to work on yourself first because sales, regardless of how how much help your company gives you, it's still a lonely business and you're still out on an island, I believe. So first and foremost, work not just on your own self-being, but your attitude. Attitude determines your altitude. Somebody famous one said. Um, But uh, also make sure not only do you know exactly what your company does, go out to the site and look at the project while the installation is happening because you learn so much about that. And real important when you have a odd job, and what I mean by that is something out of the norm, like a house without a, uh, a footing or, you know, a monopore, Uh, where the footer and the floor are one continuous pour, make sure you go out and take pictures of that because that will strengthen the next time you encounter something like that. And then last but not least, know your competition. And I think that's so important. In fact, uh, you know, there's uh, 10 traits of successful sales reps. And one of them is know your product and know your competition. If you don't know what others do in your marketplace, shame on you because Sometimes you're not comparing apples to apples. Really, it's apples to oranges. And you need to know what everyone does. And I think the best reps out there are the ones that not only know their product, but know their competition's product. That's awesome. Nice. Hey, last thing I'll ask you, do you have a 
a favorite uh, sales quote? Oh, God. You, know, you got one in there. You alluded to one. You said uh, attitude determines your altitude. I bet you there's about 20 more in that 30-year experience of yours. So you're going to make me think about that. <laughs> the one that I like the most, and it's been said a whole bunch of different ways, but uh, it's uh, by Abe Lincoln. Good things come to those who wait, but only things left by those who hustle. And uh, I find that many that wait for good things to happen, they never get to them. And the ones mm -hmm. that really work hard and hustle and learn, you know, their industry are the ones that usually get immediate satisfaction. So that's probably the one I've always enjoyed. And, you know, Abe, Honest Abe is always uh, one of my favorite. That is awesome. John, it's been a pleasure for, your, for me to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate all your great advice. And I uh, hope to have you on the show very soon. Thanks. Thanks Looking so much. And thank you for inviting me. Thank Absolutely. You. You've been listening to the Rainmaker for Contractors podcast, where basement waterproofing and foundation repair business owners and industry experts share marketing and sales information that helps you reach more customers. Please leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and get all of our show notes at rainmakerforcontractors.com slash podcast.